Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson.
My God, as long as I'm breathing, as long as I'm breathing. Thank you, 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 thank you. We glorify you, we magnify you, we lift up the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We're not holding back anything this morning. As long as I am breathing, as long as I am breathing, as long as I am breathing. Come on, y'all. As long as I am breathing. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I will not be silent. My God, I will worship you always. You are the King of glory. You are the great I am. You are the Prince of Peace. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Come on, thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I bless you, I praise you, I magnify you, I glorify you. You are the king of glories, you are the great I am. You are the prince of peace, you are the one true God. My God, you are so good. You are so faithful. You are so good. You are so faithful. You are so good. You are so faithful. You, you are so good and you are so faithful. Ooh, my God. You are the one true king. You are the one true king. My God. Lord God, we thank you. Lord God, we bless you. Lord God, we magnify you. Lord God, we glorify you. Lord, we give you the fruit of our lips this morning because we know that we would not be here without you, Lord God. Thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you for the activities of our limb. Thank you for bringing breath into our body. Thank you, Lord God, for every hair on our hand. Thank you for our hands that were made to worship you. Thank you for our feet, Lord God that were made to worship you, Lord God. Thank you for our mouths that were made to worship you, Lord God. Oh my God. We tear down every stronghold, anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, anything that would help us think differently towards you. We pull down those strongholds now and we deem and we clarify and we announce and we pronounce that you are faithful. You are worthy. You are faithful. Put that in the comments. Lord, you are faithful and you are worthy. Lord, you are faithful and you are worthy. Put that in your comments today. Father God, you are faithful and you are worthy. You are a faithful God. 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 Oh my God. I charge you to be faithful. I charge you to be faithful. I charge you to be faithful faithful this morning. I declare you are faithful. I thank you for being faithful. Oh my God. My God. I thank you for being faithful, Lord God. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your covenant kindness. Oh my God. 
I thank you for your faithfulness and I thank you for your covenant kindness. Oh my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. I thank you for your faithfulness and I thank you for your covenant kindness. And I thank you that our hearts are tender and supple towards you, Lord God. Lord God, you are so faithful. You are so good. You are so merciful. You are so kind. Ooh, you are so loving. You are so peaceful. You have not forgotten about me, Lord God. Ooh, you have not forgotten about me, Lord God. You have not forgotten about me. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, give him a few more thank yous. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your love. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Heaven is invading earth because of your praise. Oh, my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. The word tells us, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his courts with praise. Thank you, 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 thank you. And thank you, and thank you, and thank you, and thank you again. Woo! My God, I cannot run out of thank yous. He is so faithful. He is so faithful. He is so faithful. He is so good to us. Thank you for strength, my God. Thank you for what you do beyond my expectations. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, my God. Good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha LMJ. I am so happy to be here with you and worship with you today. And if you are here for the very first time, just drop us your name and say, hey, I'm here girl, for the very first time so that we can welcome you. We are a community of believers going in grace in Jesus Christ, and we are a family here. So we always want to make sure that we welcome our loved ones and we worship God with you and you know how amazing and how wonderful you are and that you know without a doubt that this is the place for you to be. Ooh, say that this morning. Declare that this morning. This is the place for me to be. Ooh, declare that this morning. This is the place for me to be. Come on. Come on. Speak it out your mouth this morning. This is the place for me to be. Ooh, come on. I'm feeling something in this. This is the place for me to be. Come on now. I'm connected to this. Ooh, this is my community. Oh my God. This is the place for me to be. Yeah, Andrea. Come on now. I'm here for a reason. Ooh, I'm here at this time. I'm here for a reason. I'm not a mistake. This is the place for me to be. In. God woke me up this morning so that I could be in this place, so that I could receive this word, so I can be connected to these people. It is not an accident. It's not coincidence. Oh my God, you're not doing this out of ritualism. You are doing this because this is the place that God has called you to. This is the place where God wants to connect to you. This is the place where God wants to reveal himself. Ooh, 
to you. Speak that. Put that in the comments. Lord God, reveal yourself to me today. Woo, come on, y'all. Reveal yourself to me today. Let me get familiar with your habits, with your character. Woo, reveal yourself, Lord God, to me today. Oh, my God. Push me out of my comfortable and my common places. Woo, ah, Sheoroko. Push me out of my comfortable and common places, Lord God. Open the eyes of my understanding, Lord God, to the hope of who you've called me to be in Christ Jesus. Reveal to me in your word my broken places. Reveal to me in your word, my God, Ooh, my God, my strongholds. And then Holy Spirit, help me tear down strongholds in my mind today. In Jesus' name, that's amen. That's it. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I want to, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm giving you plenty of scripture today. I'm just going to kind of talk to you a little bit today. Um, I know we are all with family this week, um, but I am being encouraged by the, by the Lord that God to just share the word this morning, share the word this week, even though it's Thanksgiving week. And I want to talk to you a little bit about no more murmuring and complaining. And the funny thing is when I was hearing the scripture in my voice, the, the scripture, before I hear the scripture, I was hearing Malachi 3, right? And you know, when he says, when a, will a man rob God? And the Lord was just revealing to me. He's like, like when you murmur and complain against me, whatever the season is, whatever's going on around you. And I'm going to show you this this morning to help you with understanding how you may be murmuring and complaining and not even realizing that you're murmuring and complaining, right? Um, we are in such a place where um, we communicate, and I, but I don't know necessarily that we communicate effectively, right? Even when we talk about our pain, hold on, Lord. Come on now, come on, come on now. Re read it to us this morning. Ooh, come on now. Oh my God. And it's funny because I was hearing that. I was hearing God say, will a man rob God? Like, will a man rob God? And I was like, Lord, of our tithes and offerings. Yeah. And then he was just telling me this morning. He was like, uh, he's like telling me this morning. He was like, but will you rob me when you in your complaints? Come on, y'all. Will you rob me with your complaints? Will you rob me? of the worship that I'm doing because really tithes and offering is an act of worship. I don't know why we had gotten that. Like when we give a 10%, that's really our act of worship to God. When we give a tithe of our time, that's worship. When we give an offering, that's worship unto God because those are the things that are written in his word. And anytime we obey him in his word and we act accordingly, we worship him, right? So as I'm hearing this scripture, Malachi 3, it's like, will a man rob God? Like, will you rob? Like, will you rob me? Like, will you rob me with your complaints? Ooh, instead of giving me your worship. Ooh, ooh. Okay, come on, come on, come on. So I want to give you this. I'm going to give this to you from the children of Israel. And we're going to set this up. Get your notebooks. Pay attention to what I'm saying. I don't even know how this is going to go. But I feel the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit on this. So type in the comments for me this morning. Holy Spirit come. Ooh, Holy Spirit come. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit come. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit come. So numbers 14 and 2. Right? Remember the Israelites have been delivered from the worst situation ever. Remember? And yesterday we learned how we can be conformed. I'm about to go Holy Spirit. 
we learned how we can be conformed to our dysfunction. If you missed the devotional yesterday, you need to go back and get it. Yesterday, we learned how we could be conformed. We can be conformed to our dysfunction. We learned yesterday that we can be conformed to our dysfunction, that we could be in dysfunction, and because it's a natural part of who we are, we live in this level of dysfunction. Can I tell you something? It can be the same thing with a spirit of complaint. Oh, Jesus! Thinking I'm just telling my story, but I'm really complaining and robbing God of the praise that he's due. Come on now. Oh my God. Can I say it again? Really thinking I'm telling my story, but I'm robbing God. I'm robbing God of what's due. Woo! I cannot afford in this season. As a matter of fact, I cannot afford for the rest of my life to rob God of what's due. So Sunday, uh, my uh, my pastor, my apostle was teaching and he said the Lord said something so specific to him and it has been stuck in my spirit. He said, my God, he said, y'all, us believers, he said, we charge God all the time. And I said, okay, Lord. He said, we charge God all the time. He said, y'all charge me to be faithful or unfaithful. Woo! And I'm sitting there and I'm listening, right? And my heart is getting convicted. He said, y'all charge me to be either faithful or unfaithful. It's no gray or middle ground. Y'all charge me to be faithful or unfaithful. And as I'm sitting there and listening, the Lord is saying to me, he says, so every time you murmur and complain, what is that? And I'm like, Lord, that's a charge as if you're unfaithful. Every time you're impatient, Lakeisha, in the promise, oh my God, you either going to charge me to be faithful or unfaithful. Come on. And I'm going to give you some signs to you maybe to you may being a complainer, even though you may not think you're a murmurer or complainer. Ooh. So now, oh, Numbers 14, 1, it says, then the whole congregation lifted up their voices and cried out, and that night the people wept. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation said to them, only, if only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in the wilderness, why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and children will become plundered. Would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt? Woo! <laughs> they are they are in the presence of the one true God. He has delivered them from the worst oppression of their lives. Oh, Jesus. He has delivered them from the rest worst, worst oppression of their life. And even though they heard God, they are still rebelled. They were led out of Moses, out of, out of Egypt with Moses. They've seen miracles. After miracle, they've seen signs, they've seen wonders, they've seen unexplainable things of God. And just because they're in a hard place, I'm going to sip my tea on that, just because they're in a hard place, they begin to rob God of what he's doing, which is really worship. Ooh, come on now. They begin to rob God of what he really do, which is worship. Exodus 16 and 3. If only we had died by the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt, they said. There we sat by pots of meat and ate our fill of bread. But you have brought us into the desert to starve the whole assembly to death. Now listen, 
the Egypt was the worst place ever for them. But because they were conformed to their dysfunction, ooh, I'm out of here. I'm finna go, I'm finna go, I'm finna go. Egypt was the worst place for them. I'm gonna say it one more time. Egypt was the worst place for them. They were being brutalized. They were being enslaved. Egypt was the worst place for him. But here they are in their freedom. Oh my God. In their freedom. In their freedom. Because they don't think God is moving the way that they suppose he, he's supposed to move. Because they don't think God is moving in their due, due timing. They have begun to charge and rob God with complaints. Ooh. Oh my God, my God, with deception, my God, the enemy has pulled them into a place to make them think that their captivity is better than their freedom in Christ Jesus. John 10 and 10, Jesus says, oh my God, he says, without a doubt, he says, look at me. I didn't come to steal, kill, or destroy. Oh, come on now. I didn't come to steal, kill, or destroy. I came so you could have a more abundant life. It's not me stealing from you. It's not me trying to destroy you. That is not who I am. Well, what about the persecution? Well, what about the suffering? It's just to build up your character so that you can become more like Christ. My God. And the more intense the suffering, the more like Christ. Come on now. You're going to become. And then can I tell you something? So, can I just tell you how the Lord shows me? Some of the suffering is due to some of the idols we've held on to. Come on now. My God. And then the Holy Spirit comes and leads us into a place of repentance repentance and to pull these idols from our lives. Remember, um, oh my gosh, I don't know why I can't even think of this. Ezekiel 36, I think 36 and 34, 24, when he says to them, he says, remove, I'm going to take you out of the land and I'm going to remove you from your idols. I'm going to remove you from anything that would keep your heart from being tender and supple to me. I'm paraphrasing. I'm getting ready to take you away from everything Ooh, that would confuse you about who your God is. I'm getting ready to take you for, away from everything. I'm getting ready to strip you from everything in your life that has become an idol. I'm getting ready to pull you away from everything that has superseded me or you're not going to be able to fulfill and walk out your purpose. And you, so here they are. They're like, man, we should have just stayed in Egypt. Egypt was good. They were conformed to their dysfunction. They were complaining about their hardship. They were remembered. Well, we ate fresh, fresh, but they were in bondage. They were in bondage. They were not living out the promise. Thank you, Joe. That God had for them. They were not living. They were not living out the promise. They were living in bondage. They thought that bondage was so much better. Come on now. My God. Then freedom, because freedom looks unfamiliar. Freedom required them to trust God in ways that they, they had not trusted God. Freedom called them to the end of themselves, to position them place them in a place of worship before God. Come on now. Freedom pulled them completely out themselves into a place of faith and worship, which is what God desires more than any 
things else. The scripture reminds us over and over again, without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that, dis, that, that diligently seek him. My God. So they were pulled into a depth of God. They thought they were in barrenness. Oh my God. Holy Spirit preached to us today. They thought they were in lack. They were used to seeing and experiencing God in a specific way. Oh my God. But here they were in the position for God to really reveal himself to you. Oh my God. Here they are in a position to really see God reveal himself, to really see him as a way maker, to really see him as healer, to really find strength in him. But they would complain. <laughs> they were worshiping. They, they, were com they were complaining. <laughs> they were murmuring. They were murmuring against Moses and they were murmuring against God. Oh my God. They were murmuring against Moses and they were murmuring against God. So I want to give you something real quick. <laughs> oh my God. These are signs you're a complainer. I did not write this, okay? I did not write this, but this is so powerful. Um, complaining is about who you are and not about the world around you. Ooh, Jesus, break up the chaff. Break up the chaff. Um, look at it from a position that two people can experience uh, two people can experience the glass. Um, we were watching TV the other day and I heard you to say something, right? So I had to, I had to deal with him. He was like, uh, somebody said, you know, they're a half glass full person, right? And then Judah came in and said, well, the glass is still half empty, right? And I looked at him. He says, I'm just keeping it real. That's a sign you would complain. Judah said, I'm just keeping it real. One of the number one signs that you are complaining is you just keeping it real. Ooh, come on, come on, come on, come on with this this morning, Holy Spirit. One of the number one signs that you are a complainer is you are just keeping it real. Ooh, come on now, come on now. Father God, thank you for releasing us. So I told him, he's like, he's like, it's still half empty. That's a sign of a complainer. That's a sign of a complainer. It's a sign that you are a complainer when you are just keeping, I'm just keeping, I'm just keeping it real. I'm just, you know, I'm just keeping it real. No, that's a sign that you are a complainer. Keeping it real. Because can I tell you something? If you really understood the words of the Lord, if you really understood who and how God is, your words would be very few. You would know your words were supposed to be sweet and not bitter. Ooh. You would know that the word of God says that bitter and sweet waters should not run from the same spring. If you really understood who your God was, come on now. So in just keeping it real, it could be a sign that I am murmuring and complaining. Another sign that you murmur and complain is that you focus on mistakes. Ooh. Come on now. My God, that you focus on mistakes, that you focus, you're always focused on what's wrong. You're always focused on the mistake. You're always, yeah, come on, Jennifer. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, my, the focus, the focus of mistakes, like you're always focused 
when you walk in the room, instead of seeing all the beautiful things about the room, you're going to talk about the sound. You're going to talk about the lights. You're going to talk about what went wrong. Instead of seeing how beautiful a person is, you're going to find out what's wrong with their clothes. Instead of going to work and being grateful that you got a job, you're going to start talking about how they don't do things. You're going to start talking about their policies. You're going to start talking about their, their procedures. Instead of you finding the good things with your spouse, you're going to find all the wrong things with your spouse. Every place, every, I hear you, Holy Spirit. Every place, every space got a problem. Every place got a, got a problem. But when I'm a complainer, I'm always going to find a mistake with somebody or something. I'm always going to do it. Why? Because I'm, I'm deep down, I'm really a complainer. Oh my God. And complainers can be givers. And complainers can be nice, but still. Oh my God. Another way you assign you're a complainer is your inner critic. I got to sip some tea. Your inner critic is your best friend. Your inner critic is your best friend. Beating yourself up is a sport and it's normal. And I'm not talking about excellence. I'm not talking about excellence. I'm talking about taking a failure, a moment, and just going way down too far with what you looking at me for? With the failure and the moment, going over the mistake again and again. When the word of God has told you, right? Right? When the word of God has already told you, God has already told you in your word, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. <laughs> there's no, there's no, there's no condemnation. Romans 8 and 1, God already said in the word, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. <laughs> There's no condemnation. Ezekiel 18 and 9. He follows my statutes and faithfully keeps my ordinances. The man is righteous. Surely he will live, declares the Lord. When I'm a murmur or a complainer, right? I'm going to go over something again and again. I'm going to overprocess it. I'm going to overthink it, right? I'm going to go too far with it, right? And it's really because I'm a complainer. You replaying failure over and over again. Even though the Lord has already told us, even though the Lord has already said in his word, here is he in his word. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. So the signs that you beat your people, that you're beating someone else up, or even can I help us this morning? Even that I beat somebody else up. Ooh. Hold up. Or even that I beat someone else up, that I keep bringing up a mistake. Come on, Holy Spirit, help us this morning. That I keep bringing up a mistake to the point, because I'm really trying to push you into a place where I feel like you should be remorseful. Holy Spirit, help us. Holy Spirit, help us. Holy Spirit, help us. I'm really trying to push you into a place where I want you to recognize what you've done, but really what I'm doing is trying to push 
um, condemnation on you. So you will feel bad about the mistake you have made. You might have apologized. You might not have apologized. But I keep replaying your failure over and over again. When 1 Corinthians signs you a murmur or complaining, signs you robbing God. When 1 Corinthians 13, go through the whole 4 through 8 verse. Thank you, Father God. Go through the whole first. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 says to us, love keeps no records of wrong. Who is quiet? Love keeps no records of wrong. Love keeps no records of wrong. Love keeps no records of wrong. So I'm not going to keep bringing you to a circumstance or a situation because I'm trying to get you to feel, I'm trying to push or spew condemnation on you. Woo! Another sign that you are a complainer. Com compliments embarrass you. <laughs> compliments embarrass you. Compliments embarrass you. Com compliments embarrass you. Like somebody compliments you uh, and you like, if, they, if you only knew. I used to do this. I used to do this. Didn't even recognize I was complaining about myself. So I'd be like, oh my gosh, your hair looks so pretty today. And I would start saying stuff like, oh my gosh, I hate my hair like this. Oh, I hate my hair like Lord. I hate my hair like this. Or somebody would say, You look really nice, or your clothes, or what you have on is really pretty. Oh, this old thing. And I'm talking about this is my response. Compliments is signs that you are, if you cannot take a compliment, the opposite of taking a compliment means that there is a sign there that you have still got some complaining. You are not satisfied with how God made you. You are not satisfied with how God created you. So instead of being able to receive how wonderful you are, how great, and God may have sent somebody to you to speak a word, to compliment you, to build you up, and you can't even receive because God works through people. Come on now. You can't even receive what God is saying to you. Oh, my God. Another sign that you are a complainer is irritation is your normal response to most events. Ooh. When you at an event, you always irritated. Can't nobody invite you nowhere with you without you are irritated at Thanksgiving. You irritated at Christmas. You irritated at the basketball game. And then you cannot tell you what we're good at doing. I'm not gonna say this is what you do. Then we're, what we're good at doing is lying on the Holy Spirit. Well, I'm just off. <laughs> I'm just off. Like some in the environment just. Every, some of it just got me off. You know, I'm just, I'm feeling off. Like the people in here, oh, no, boo-boo. You a complainer. You a complainer. If every time you go somewhere, my God, if every time you go somewhere, you irritated, you a complainer. Where the spirit of the Lord is freedom. I don't care what the spirit is in the place. You have the capacity in you to set the temperature in the room. You got the capacity to cast out demons. Come on now. You got the capacity to take authority over spirits. If you walk in a place, come on now, and the place is jacked up or the atmosphere is jacked up, boy, this your time to change the atmosphere. This your time to get in a place of worship. Well, when my normal behavior is complaining, then everywhere 
I go, I'm going to be irritated. Come on now, Jennifer. The energy is off. I got to go. The energy off everywhere. The reason the energy off everywhere is because you complain. <laughs> you, you the problem. You the problem. You the problem. You're the complainer. You're the irritator. Everybody else in there. And I'm like Auntie Tab say, everybody else <laughs> but steady eating. Everybody else in there enjoying their time and you trying to ruin the environment because there's a complainer in you because you're not satisfied with where you are or what's going on in your life. Come on, I'm gonna give you a I'm gonna give you a few few um Another sign that you're a complainer is you want why, why can't I lead sometimes? Why 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 they why they don't let me lead sometimes? How come I'm not recognized as a leader? Complaining when God talked to God never God sent us here to be servants. Woo! Jesus came to serve. My God, not to be served. When we start, oh, I ain't leaning. Ain't nobody call me up. Ain't nobody recognizing me. That is not of God. That's a sign that you're a complainer. Matthew 20 and 28, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life. My God, for many. Why well, ain't, ain't nobody call me up? Ain't nobody sign me? No, signs you a complainer. My God. Because if you really understood how God works in your mind, like you know how your season, you know your season is coming. You know God is getting ready to do some magnificent things in your life. And whether or not you're ever called into leadership, Colossians 3 and 23 says, everything that I do, I'm going to do it unto the Lord. I'm not doing it unto man, which means I'm not going to disconnect. Come on now. I'm not going to disconnect from things, my God, and legalize them in my own spirit. Oh, oh my gosh, you know, this is, a, this is not the environment for me. Rejection will lie to you. Woo! Come on now. Rejection will lie to you. Let me say it one more time. Rejection will lie to you. Let me do another thing. Let me give you two more and we go. Another sign that you're a complainer is if you do a lot of what ifs. Woo! What if this had happened? If you spend a lot of time in what ifs, you are not in the presence of God. Woo! Come on now. If you spend a lot of time in what ifs, you're not in the presence of God. You're not looking. That's, that's what children of Israel did. Go back to that scripture. Well, what if we have stayed? We would have been better off. No, if I spend a lot of time in what if, if you spend, what if this is happening? What if I did this differently? What if I had ate this? What if I had went there? What if I hadn't said those things? There, there again is condemnation coming in because it's pushing you in your, a position to make you think that God cannot do exceedingly, abundantly above all that you can ask. Or it puts you in a position to think that God can't make it all work out for your good. If you are in a position of what ifs, you are a complainer. You are a complainer. You are a complainer. Another way that you find out that you are a complainer is you call yourself a perfectionist. Nothing is ever good enough, right? But everything could be better. And you always telling everybody how everything can be better. Come on now. Signs that you are a 
a complainer. My, oh no, you see, I'm just a perfectionist. You're not a perfectionist. You, you're not a perfectionist. You're not a perfectionist. There's something in you that has charged God. There's something in you that is murmuring against God. There's something in you that leaves you in a position or a place where you're not even satisfied with who God is. Come on, let me give you one more. more. Let, me, let me give you another one. You worry that people take advantage of you. You always worried about whether or not, see, I'm good to everybody, and everybody takes advantage to, of me. If you really had the heart of Christ, you would never spend the energy or time on whether or not people take advantage of you. I'm not saying you don't put up healthy boundaries. I'm not saying when you recognize there are people that you, but in every relationship that you come to, if people are always taking advantage of you, you have to begin to look internal at yourself to figure out what's going on. <laughs> What's going on there? I ain't got no good friends. Nobody. I'm always the giver. Then you better figure out what's going on with you. There's something in you that even in that, that's a complaint. Because if I understood God's thing to love, if I understood God's will to serve, if I understood God's will to give, I would do those things from such a place. And I wouldn't even worry about who's taking advantage of of you. Woo! Leave it right there. Complaining is about you, not others. So every time we complain, we murmur and we charge God. If we are complaining, praise and worship is not in my mouth. Well, Lakeisha, how do I tell my story without complaining? You need to be asking God if you even need to say anything. Even if it's time, it isn't even time for your testimony. Is it even something that you need to share? You need to run to God with everything. You need to run to God in prayer. You need to state the facts without all the negativity. You need to watch the environments that you're in. Come on now. My God. That's it. That's it. That's it. So we're not going to charge God. Lord God, forgive us for the places we charge you. Forgive us for being complainers and we didn't even recognize it. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for opening us the eyes of our understanding so that we could walk into the fullness um, of who we are. Um, people who complain do not solve problems. People who complain feel powerless. People who complain feel dwell in the past. People who complain feel anxious. People who complain have a low mood. People who complain are easily irritable. And if the Lord, if you recognize those things in you, just ask the Holy Spirit, deal with my heart on these things because I don't want to rob God of praise. I don't want to rob God of worship. Anytime we spend time in any of those things, we are robbing God of what he does. And here's what I know more than anything. Murmuring and complaining pulls you away from God instead of to God. When my boys come in and sometimes they have complaints and they'll start complaining about something with their school, this is what I say to them all the time. Hey, God has been so good to us through this school. I don't even, I don't even let them go there. If, if they're not in imminent danger, if it's not something harmful, I immediately, God has been so good to us at this school. God has been so faithful to us at this school. Woo! 
God is God has been so God has been so good and so faithful us for us to the school. We are not gonna complain about our school. We are not gonna charge. We're not. God has been so good and so faithful to us at this school. And they have to catch themselves and think. They start complaining about a teacher. God has been so good and faithful. If you start thinking about your job, God has been so faithful to you at your job. Some people don't have jobs. God has been so faithful. So Father God, forgive us for charging you unfaithful when you have been faithful in so many ways. Even if your marriage, even if your children are not in the right position, God has been so faithful to give you the grace you need. Even if your story ain't pretty right now, God has still been so faithful to give you the grace you need to get over the situation, to get out of the situation, and to get through the situation. So instead of focusing on whether or not the change has happened, what I focus on is his grace sustains me. His grace is sustained. God, I don't understand all that's going on in my life. But I'm going to praise you when it's good, and I'm going to praise you when it's bad, period. And that's the end of my extent. And I am not, I am not going to charge you. This is a part of the journey. Come on, let's get our confession in. In the name of Jesus, I'm the righteousness of God. Therefore, I am entitled to covenant kindness and covenant favor. The favor of God is among the righteous. The favor of God surrounds the righteous. Therefore, it surrounds me everywhere I go and in everything I do. I expect the favor of God to be in full manifestation in my life. Never again will I be without the favor of God. It rests richly upon me. It profusely abounds in me. I am part of the generation that is experiencing God's favor immeasurably, limitlessly, and surpassingly. Therefore, favor produces supernatural increase. Favor produces promotion, restoration, honor, increase, assets, greater victories, recognition, prominence, preferential treatment, petitions granted, policies and rules change, and battles won, which I do not have to fight. The favor of God is on me and goes before me. Therefore, my life will never be the same. This is the time of God's favor in my life. This is the favor of God in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you really struggle with confrontation by the Holy Spirit, Spend some quiet time and ask the Lord to help you deal with your heart so that you don't allow the Holy Spirit to, um, you don't allow the Holy Spirit, you don't grieve the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm trying to say. So if you feel that, like if you have a hard time, if you feel resistance come up when um, the Holy Spirit brings a word that's not comfortable for you, just talk to the Holy Spirit and say, I'm having a tough time with this. Like, I'm really having a tough time with what the Lord is showing me. Um, and I don't want to grieve you, so help me to see this. Help me to apply this to my life and show me even the things that I may not be seeing. Ooh, Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness. All right. And let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart become acceptable in your sight. And let my words be few. Two things. If the Lord has placed it on your heart to give, to connect to this ministry, go to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, and you can give there. Or you can cash app us, dollar sign, L-M-J-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. My next thing to you is if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I want this to be the day. <laughs> 
I want to be this day. Jesus is. Jesus wants to rescue you from all your mistakes, from all the condemnation, from all your past. And it starts with the confession of your faith. So repeat after me, dear Jesus. Ooh, I'm in need of a Savior. I'm asking you to come into my life to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email, info at just being lmj.com. My other thing to you is, go get registered for Pillow Talk. I'm going to say it to you every every time until we get to Pillow Talk. Go get registered. We still got some spots. Don't, don't be hesitant. You can do it online if you don't want to do it in person. Um, and you can do it on campus, and we're going to have breakfast, and we're going to have journals, and we're going to have sisterhood, and God has instructions. He's been just downloading, and we're going to go through some strategies that you can apply to your life. And I'm going to, can I say that? I'm going to teach you how to tap into your purpose, like to understand more about your purpose and God. So I'm excited about this pillow talk, so go ahead and get registered um, for pillow talk because God is faithful. God is so so faithful. Oh, also don't forget the family um, for our that we're sponsored for Christmas. Can I tell you something? How dope y'all been? We are almost filling those spots up. Like those. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.